0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beyond the Budget podcast. Yay for another Thursday and a new episode. I just want to preface that this is a very vulnerable episode for me, um, and but I felt really called to record it because maybe I'm not the only person who's gone through this in a season in my relationship with money. So I wanted to share just something a little bit personal that I still feel like you guys will be able to glean some things from. So when you think about the title of this podcast, Beyond the Budget, it's called that because it's about more than just the numbers. It's about the person. It's about you and your fears, your dreams, and how money ties into the life that you want to live. Please listen with an open mind today because you might learn something about yourself, your actions, your behaviors from my story. Lastly, at the end, I'll leave you guys with four tips for overcoming financial anxiety so you can live your life abundantly and without fear. I do want to say that I might say some things in this podcast that might be triggering for some people. Um, So I just want to add that disclaimer. Um, Let me give you guys some background on myself. So my life was a typical story of a single mom. She was in a perpetually unstable financial situation So temporary housing, living with family members, utilities weren't guaranteed. I remember spending significant amounts of time with no water in our home. And I developed a real sense of how important money was from a pretty young age. You can react in different ways when you go through situations like that. I know, you know, me and my siblings have all developed different relationships with money. And they, a lot of them stem from how we grew up. And you might have a similar backstory as to how you grew up, maybe with wanting things or having excess or different things like that. Rachel Cruz has a really good book, um, which I'll link in the show notes about know your money, know yourself, I believe. And she talks about your uh, money classrooms, where you grew up and what your environment was like and how it influences how you, you view money now. For some reason, Because of the way that my childhood was, my reaction was a genuine fear of money. And I mean, really a fear of money, but at the same time, an insatiable desire to have it. So by 15, the earliest time that I could, I had a job. And before that, I even worked after school, stuffing papers for a teacher who paid me about $5 an hour. I'm not sure how legal that was, but however it was that I was going to make some money, I was going to make it. But at the same time, I had a healthy mix of low self-esteem and a desire to make money. So looking back, my behavior, you might look at the pattern of my behavior and think that it was quite erratic. I would make money. I would save it. I would agonize over spending about like a $1.50 on deodorant. But then I would blow all the rest of my money going out to eat after church. My emotions were leading how I spent my money. And because my emotions were so up and down, hormonal, like teenager and even into my 20s, my actions were really up and down. By the time I was in college, I probably had read every financial book that was because I realized that I had a problem with money, but I really didn't know what those symptoms meant, what I was actually facing and going through. But I was already in credit card debt at the same time. So I was reading the financial books. I was in credit card debt. And by the time I got married, I had about $72,000 in student loans of some unpaid medical bills and some other things hanging over my head. Pretty much every system that I had tried up until that point, multiple times. I'm looking at you, Dave Ramsey. I did the Financial Peace University more than one time. I had failed. I had gone through a lot of different systems. By the time my son was born, we finally buckled down and paid off the $72,000 in debt. And what really spurred that was a question that I asked on Facebook from a, just in general, what what is everybody else doing to finally help you save money and pay off debt? And a few people actually recommended You Need a Budget. And I got on the You Need a Budget train and I worked that system for a while and I was able to pay off that $72,000 in debt in about 18 months. But at the same time, I developed an obsession with having money. Saving money, having money, not owing money. And I think there's a very healthy balance in that whenever you're in your journey because you have to stay motivated, right? Even again, I like to parallel a lot to weight loss. There's a time in there where you go hard, right? You go hard, but there also can be a tipping point when it leads you to unhealthy behaviors. And when I say I was obsessed, I was genuinely obsessed with not being broke. I had a lovely home. We were making over six figures. I had six months of savings, but I was afraid to go to the grocery store because I would spend money. And I just did not trust myself to maintain the results that I had gotten through the system that I had used. I got into a really unhealthy cycle of going without necessities, even with thousands of dollars in my bank account, then binging hundreds of dollars on baby clothes just to turn around and resell the baby clothes because I felt guilty about buying them. I wish I could tell you guys that I had a magically extraordinary intervention, but it wasn't that pretty. It was not like sprinkles and fairy dust. My fear of being poor, of being without one day, it finally broke me. It really broke me. It caused a rift in my marriage. I had been hoarding money like acorns and the dam finally broke. The recovery from something like that is something that not very many people talk about. It's really difficult. It takes a lot of introspection and mainly... It takes you saying and recognizing some things out loud. And sometimes when you say them out loud, it feels silly, right? Like, I'm good at making money, but I'm scared of making money because I'm scared to spend money. I have these irrational fears about money. It just kept going on and on and on. I, Tanya Price, was simultaneously afraid of not having money, feeling guilty for having the money that I was making. And for some reason, I was developing this gift where people were asking me to help them with their money but internally I was struggling not with how to save spend and invest my money but the emotions and everything that went around that and nobody knew it nobody knew it except for my sister and my husband if this is you um, I'm sharing this episode because I want to let you know that you're not alone there's some steps that you can take to begin to heal your relationship with money. And I want to share those steps with you because it's things that I personally went through that really helped me develop um, and recognize that money wasn't the enemy. And not only was it not the enemy, but it also wasn't going to make me happy. And having money and not having debt wasn't really the goal all along. My why and why I originally started on my journey And while I know that you're probably starting on your journey had to do with the people that I loved, the situations that I wanted to find myself in, the trips that I wanted to go on, the freedom I wanted to have to give, it wasn't about the money. So listen, I'm going to give you guys a few steps for if you're dealing with financial anxiety, if you're dealing with um, having a negative mindset around money, and uh, if you're dealing with just um, yo-yo behaviors around uh, how you deal with your finances. Number one, understand the root of your financial anxiety. For me, I eventually recognized it was my childhood and millions of people have had the same experience, but you don't have to let it define you. I want you to do two things. Number one, explore why you feel anxious about money and the impact it can have on your life. And also explore why it's important for you to address those feelings in the first place. Okay, is it lack of sleep? Is it affecting your relationships? Why is it important for you to get to the root of your financial anxiety and what is the root of your financial anxiety recognize that it's more than likely about control our desire to have control now over something that we couldn't control then drives a lot of how we feel about financial anxiety it drives a lot about um the the behaviors and the patterns if you look at your behaviors when you were a child or things that you might have seen you're either trying to Can keep yourself from having those behaviors, or you're just replicating them one or the other. Next, seek support. And your support might actually help you with number one, understanding the root of your financial anxiety. Acknowledge that financial anxiety is a common issue and explore resources such as financial therapists. You can join support groups, online communities, things like that. For me, my best support has been online communities, recognizing that everyone online does not have the clinical experience of a therapist. So please recognize that. Also, I've had a, a tremendous benefit in my relationship with God. Knowing that his word is true and steadfast has been an anchor in my struggle with financial anxiety and irrational fears in general. One scripture in particular has been a staple in my journey. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I can recognize that these fears don't come from the Lord. They're based on my memories, warning me of what may happen based on past experiences. I don't have to give into these feelings and it's okay for me to have some thoughts that might seem irrational to others, but I don't have to dwell on them and I don't have to act on them. And I can pray in times of need and I can seek professional help through therapy and other support group type of situations. The next one is developing a positive money mindset. Recognize the importance of developing a positive attitude towards money and with that becomes reframing your beliefs and embracing a spirit of abundance okay reframing is a staple in my financial coaching practice here are a couple of examples money is a tool okay so instead of seeing money as something to fear something to stress over view it as a tool that can help you achieve your goals and live the life that you want this can help you feel more empowered and more in control of your finances money is not something that you have to fear money can't grab you like the boogeyman money yes is important but more than anything it's important for what it can provide because it is a tool okay the next one money is not good or bad so make that your money mantra money is not good or bad it doesn't have a soul Okay. it doesn't have a soul again it's not a person Money is a neutral resource that can help you and it can be used for good and bad. You get to make the choice about how you want to use and spend money. Instead of assigning a moral value to money, focus on how you can use it to make a positive impact. And this goes all the way back to the reason why we're going beyond the budget is because it's not about the money. Repeat after me is not about the money yes it's important to be a good steward of god's money the money that he allows us to have and that he blesses us with but at the end of the day you don't want to get out of debt because you just hate debt you want to get out of debt because it will allow you to do the things that you love and spend the time with the people that you want to spend the time with okay um number three budgeting is empowering so instead of you guys looking at budgeting as restrictive or limiting or saying i hate budgeting i'm bad at budgeting repeat after me budgeting is empowering. It's a way to take control of your finances and make intentional choices about how you want to spend your money. A budget is not a a chain and ball. Budget is not handcuffs. It is empowering. So the next time you find yourself thinking, oh, budgeting is terrible. Think about how empowered you feel that you get to choose what you do with your money. Besides your taxes, we don't get to control that part. But besides your taxes, you get the right to control what you do with your money. Next one. Another way to reframe, investing is a form of self-care. So instead of seeing investing as something that only the wealthy or financially savvy people do, view it as a form of self-care that can help you build a secure future. Just like you do other things for self-care, you maybe get massages to help your muscles, help you to work better if you have a strenuous career, or things like that, right? Manicures and pedicures to help you relax. Investing is a form of self-care. It's a form of taking care of your future self and your future family. The next one, financial education is essential. Instead of feeling ashamed or embarrassed about your financial knowledge or lack thereof, instead of saying, I don't know, or, you know, I don't need to know, remind yourself that financial education is essential. It's a positive thing. Um, View it as essential to your overall well-being and take the steps to learn more about personal finance instead of fearing personal finance. All right, guys, I know I've gone through a lot today. Uh, this is the last one, the last step that you can do to help you with financial anxiety. Build financial resilience. Exploring different financial strategies and building financial resilience, like preparing for unexpected expenses, saving for retirement, investing in the stock market, diversifying your income streams, getting on a budget, right, making sinking funds, All of those different things, um, help you build financial resilience. And what they do is they create a safety net under you. So then when it goes back to those irrational fears, you actually have a rational way to talk yourself out of that. Hey, listen, Danielle, listen, Bob, Susie, Jasmine, whatever your name is. Okay. You've already set yourself up for retirement. You have a sinking fund in case that happens. You don't have anything to be afraid of. You don't have anything to fear. You're on a budget. You have a plan. God's got you. You can build financial resilience into your, your lifestyle. Start today, start tomorrow. The longer you do it, the more resilient you can, you can be. This one is my absolute favorite is because this one is something that we can do. We can do this, physically can do it. You can decide today to look inside your bank account, figure out where your money's going, decide if you like where it's going and reallocate it. You can decide today to stop overspending. You can decide today to seek help you can decide today to start investing in your retirement. Any of those things that you can do to build financial resilience for yourself and your finances. Whew, that was so much. I feel like I went on such a wild ride today between delving into the past and looking forward into the future. Just a recap of some things that you can do if you are trying to heal your relationship with money. Number one, understand the root of your financial anxiety. Number two, don't be afraid to seek support. Number three, develop a positive money mindset. And number four, work on building financial resilience. Hey, if you are listening to this podcast today and you need help, you decided, okay, I want to turn my financial situation around and I'm not sure quite how to do that. You can go down to the show notes and you will see a link to my website where you can schedule a one-on-one call with me, a Q&A to see if working with me is something that would be a benefit to you. Also, please join the email list, the Beyond the Budget email list, also linked down in the show notes. If you would like more free material like this to help you on your journey, I will be speaking on uh, April the 19th locally here in Little Rock. So, if you're located in Little Rock, I will be at Word of Flame Church at 7 p.m. talking about what the Bible says about money and basic tips about finances. So, if you're interested in finding me live, you can find me, uh, go to my Facebook page, and there's an event there. Beyond the Budget with Tanya Price on Facebook and there's an event there that you can RSVP to and you can come we would love to have you there for that event. All right guys until next Thursday please be blessed and I hope this podcast was helpful to you for you today.